Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 205, When You Are the Fall Guy, Unjustified Anchor. It's February 4th, 2024. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, etc. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any fashion. There is no longer any music for my podcast intros or outros, as that's a good way to be inclusive for people who have hearing loss or who are hard of hearing. I request and invite you to join the movement and make the actual request of other social media content creators, podcasters, etc., to ditch the music when combined with voice because that would be helpful to people. End of non-musical intro. When you are the fall guy, unjustified anger. Well, this is going to go a couple different places, maybe where you think it's going, maybe not. Maybe you've never thought about unjustified anger. Anyway, before I break this apart, please visit my website, enter my giveaway. I already mentioned my disclaimer in the podcast intro. However, it bears repeating. I am not a therapist. I'm not in the medical community. Nothing I say is intended or designed to be medical or therapy advice. I do have transcripts on my hosting platform, rss.com. They are mm, not in a good state. In my humble opinion, I am working on fixing that. But they are there for whatever value. I'm just really not happy about them and and we are working on it. Lastly, if you happen to be feeling suicidal or you feel hopeless or life is too hard or you've been thinking about harming yourself, please call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255, or you may call or text 988. When you are the fall guy, unjustified anger. Well, it could be when you are the fall girl or fall they, them, he, she, whatever, but this is about unjustified anger primarily, which means that someone is getting anger that is not justified, which includes resentment and many other emotions, many other negative emotions under the anger, resentment, etc. umbrella. Now, as a society overall, I'm talking generally speaking now, we are not high in emotional intelligence. That we know from the research. And we are particularly not good with the emotion of anger. And if you're not aware of that, I hate to break it to you. So to kind of make this clear, before I break this apart, I do want to make sure you understand the content of this podcast. I am presenting a situation where you did not do anything wrong. You did not make a mistake. You did not contribute to the situation. Now, if by chance you did make a mistake or you got something wrong, which happens to all of us most of the time, some of the time, then take responsibility and apologize. Clean it up. I'm assuming that you're not, you were not malicious or revengeful in your mistake or getting it wrong. 
if you were malicious or revengeful, number one, you've got a lot of work to do on yourself. You've got to get to work on yourself. That's, that is not, that's a problem. And secondly, if you were malicious or revengeful, you've got more cleanup work to do than if it was an innocent uh, mistake or miscalculation. Some people will refuse to apologize because their ego or pride or shame or guilt or embarrassment or some other emotion will prevent them from cleaning it up and apologizing it. That's, you know, that's the way it is for some people. And in other cases, interestingly enough, people, some people are lacking in self-awareness. So they actually can't see that they in some way contributed to the situation where they're getting anger. So, but this podcast is primarily, it's devoted at those cases and instances where the anger isn't justified. I'm going to give you a couple highlights from the research. Now it doesn't, the research seems, first of all, it's not overwhelming. I was not overwhelmed by the research uh, and nor does it seem like we have a consensus and agreement. So I'm going to give you some high points that I think at least these points we can agree on, starting with the dictionary definition of anger. Anger in the dictionary is a noun. A couple meanings. A strong feeling of displeasure or hostility, a strong passion or emotion of displeasure or antagonism, excited by a real or supposed injury or insult to oneself or others, or the intent to do such injury. And third, a strong feeling that makes you want to hurt someone or be unpleasant because of something unfair or unkind that has happened. So there's the dictionary definition of anger. Now, under the umbrella of emotions, there is a wide berth of emotions from slight irritation to at the far extreme violence. So you could be angry, you could be in a rage, or you could be infuriated, furious, resentful, annoyed, frustrated, feeling hostile, being aggressive. So there's a whole wide span of the depth of the emotion. Even though I'm not going to cover contempt, as a specific category, I do want to give you the definition of contempt because sometimes when people are angry, they're really feeling contempt. And we don't talk about contempt very much, but in the dictionary, contempt is a noun and it is the feeling or attitude of regarding someone or something as inferior, base, or worthless. Scorn is another way to describe in the dictionary contempt. It's really contempt is the state of being despised or dishonored. And just to clear up resentment, resent is a verb and it, and it means to feel indignantly aggrieved at. So as far as the research on anger, one of the high points was that anger can be a sign or a signal that something needs attention. And I really, I really like that, so I included it. Interestingly, 
sometimes what is underneath anger is some type of fear, which could be the fight, flight, or freeze, or survival mode. That can be underneath it. And it can also be a sign or a signal that a core need is not being met. A core need being you have the core needs of safety, the things you need for survival, food, shelter, clothing, etc. It could be integrity. It could be safety, love, actualization. There's a number of core needs that might not be being met, which could be the source of the anger. And anger sometimes or frequently will show up if a boundary has been crossed or violated. Now, there was one piece of research that said when four elements come together, that you're going to get anger. So I thought, hmm, that's interesting. So here's the four elements they say. If these four elements happen to coincide, then you'll probably end up with anger. Number one is an issue at hand seems personal, relevant, and important to you. Two, you judge the situation as dangerous, unfair, hurtful, or limiting, and you want to correct what seems wrong. Three, you believe you lack the resources or coping skills to resolve the situation calmly and four, you are not able or willing to tolerate the distressing experience or let it go. So that's a very interesting thing. I think if you, you can see if those four things were together simultaneously, they would probably produce anger. And, and from the research, it said those four conditions together can leave you feeling weak, helpless, or trapped, where frequently anger is a byproduct. So unfortunately, like many things in psychology, I don't feel like we have the, the consensus. And I, I didn't really get a feeling that the research is, is very deep on anger. But a couple of emotions that popped up in different research pieces that may be underneath anger worth mentioning, fear, as I mentioned before, guilt and shame. So the other thing about anger is that sometimes something will happen where you feel you feel like you've been assaulted by someone else or disregarded, devalued, distrusted, rejected, unloved, and that can leave you feeling angry. And some anger is a direct result of you being triggered. When people are triggered, it is usually a subconscious, unconscious event. So something in your subconscious, unconscious mind gets scratched open or surfaces and you become angry, but you wouldn't normally or often know, oh, I'm being triggered. I mean, if you're really self-evolved, maybe you will, but I don't think that's the case. Now for the rest of this podcast, so, I'm, so when a child or you as an adult have any type of abuse or trauma, your anger, your resentment, your feelings about it are justified. For the most part. Now, there are some adult children or children who have beyond unreasonable expectations and their thinking is not quite right and they are unkind and uncruel and unjustified in the treatment of their parents or caregiver. That's not the rule. I mean, that may be the rule if you have a very sick parent uh, and, you're, and the safe parent gets all the abuse and whatnot. But for the most part, I'm leaving out if you 
were a child and had trauma or an adverse experience or as an adult you're being abused or have some type of trauma that's typically normally justified all right so when you have been betrayed or exploited or used or put in a bad situation or put in a dangerous situation or any other number of things like that anger would be appropriate it would be appropriate to be angry if you were being abused or if you'd been exploited or you'd been put in a dangerous situation or you know there's a number of things that are completely justified i'm not talking about that i am not going to debate whether something is justified or unjustified, I am simply presenting this so that you, as a human being, may be able to recognize, hmm, yes, I actually think I'm the object of unjustified anger. That's where this podcast will be helpful for you. There are some people, clinicians, researchers, whomever, who believe that all anger is justified. I have no interest in debating that. I'm laying out some examples where I, I, I think you might agree. It's just not justified. So where is where does unjustifiable anger come in? What are the situations that might involve that? Well, in, in a situation of abuse, whether that's domestic abuse, childhood abuse, whatever kind of abuse, the abuser, I'm talking about the abuser, the abuser frequently will have unjustified anger towards their target, towards the person they're abusing when that person doesn't comply or when that person tries to make a change or when that person tries to stick up for themselves. And actually, some, some abusers just have unjustifiable anger all the time. So that's one, one area. So I'm not talking about the person being abused being angry. Yes, you should be angry. Yes, that's appropriate to be angry. I'm talking about the anger of the abuser, which is unjustified. In their own mind, it's justified. In reality, they're the abuser. No. All right, so the next category is projection. Some of you kind of are hip to projection. Some of you might not be hip to projection. Projection is extremely common. I did a podcast about projection, which will be helpful. But in this area, I think it's a good amount of unjustified anger that actually is a result of projection. So to help you wrap your mind around this, I have an example. (laughs) I think that the example, so the example is common, but all right. So in this situation, in this example, Lydia is very, very close with her Aunt Paula. Now, Lydia is childless. Lydia is close with her own mother, but she's also very tight with her Aunt Paula. Now, her Aunt Paula has three grown children who, by circumstance, by whatever, don't spend much time with their own mother. They could, they just don't. Now, Lydia, everybody knows that Lydia and her Aunt Paula are like besties. They are thick as thieves. Everybody knows it. It's kind of like a little bit of a joke that they're more like sisters than aunt and niece. Anyway, at a certain point, Paula becomes ill. And after Paula becomes ill, Paula's adult children react with anger and resentment and cruelty towards Lydia their cousin, even though they know that Lydia 
did so much for their mom and and Lydia and their mom were extremely close. They are angry, resentful, and cruel towards Lydia. Now, you might think, well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, it makes sense if you understand the tip of the iceberg of projection. So, and so for Lydia, um, Paula's children, Paula's adult children, instead of Paula's adult children looking inward at themselves and acknowledging to themselves, maybe even to each other, but at least to themselves, that they missed the chance to spend time with their mother when she was well enough to enjoy it and remember it, instead of dealing with those uncomfortable feelings, because that's painful. It's painful to admit to yourself, you know, I blew it, I missed a chance, whatever. That's painful. Projection allows Paula's grown children to push their uncomfortable feelings onto their cousin Lydia, making Lydia the fall girl. Then Paula's grown children do not have to admit to themselves, I blew it. I wish I would have spent more time with my mother. This is actually extremely common, and I hope you're getting the sense of projection. So did Lydia, in this case, do anything to prompt, incite, or provoke her cousin's anger and resentment towards her? No, she did not. She's blameless. She actually was a great niece to her Aunt Paula. Her Paula's children should be grateful that their cousin did so much for their mother, but that's not how it goes when projection is in the mix. Okay, number three, false narratives. Also common, <coughs> excuse me, in the world, but we're not talking about our false narratives. People do this frequently without, if they're not self-aware, without recognizing they've created a false narrative. Using a false narrative also like projection, so a false narrative, you've written this like false story or you've changed history, you know, allows you to place the blame on someone else instead of looking at the truth and the reality. Some people who operate from a false narrative will hold on to the false narrative even when given proof that they are wrong, that their narrative is false. So that's also common. Number four, scapegoats, double bind, and black sheep. So when a person is the scapegoat or a black sheep or in a double bind situation, when they dare to be assertive or stand up for themselves or call people out for the fact that they've been put in a double bind situation or they're the black sheep or a scapegoat, there will be anger as, as a result. I'm not saying the anger is justified, though, because you're the target or the object of the anger because you're taking care of yourself, because you're telling the truth, because you are standing up for yourself. And by the way, if it's a scapegoat, double bind, or black sheep situation, anger may not be the worst of it. Some of the people who put another human being in the position of double bind or scapegoat are viciously cruel. They're not, they might not have a mental health diagnosis, but they might be close. And I do have a podcast on 
scapegoats, double blind, and black sheep that might help you sort that out if you're not if you're not aware. It's really helpful to understand you're the scapegoat if you're the scapegoat. Number five, poisoning the well, smear campaigns, triangulation, and many other situations are activities that when they come to light or when the truth comes out will often result in unjustified anger towards the object of the smear campaign, poisoning the well, etc. And these things, these activities, sad, sadly, are common. I do have a podcast on poisoning the well. I also have one on smear campaigns and one on triangulation. These are common tactics of of certain types of people that will very often, almost always, result in unjustifiable anger towards someone else. Number six, emotionally dysregulated or a person who has low emotional abilities. Anger is much more common and likely in individuals with either low emotional abilities or who are emotionally dysregulated or both. This is for a lot of reasons. Sometimes people people who lack emotional abilities are not self-aware because self-awareness is a cornerstone of emotional intelligence and many things in growth and development. So an individual with low or no anger skills or who is emotionally dysregulated, they may be feeling shame or guilt over something they did or didn't do or they said or they didn't say and it comes out as anger because they don't have emotional abilities. That is also sadly common. And number seven, I have this titled, Who Kicked the Dog? (laughs) So in Who Kicked the Dog, that's a situation where somebody comes into work, say, and they're already angry. You can tell they're already angry. And they're not nice to a customer. They're not nice to their coworkers. And nothing happened at work. They just came in to work that way. And that is common. Sad? common and it happens in families and this is it's the underpinnings of not having anger skills and self-awareness and so many things so i think you get the idea that's seven different situations where the 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 object of the anger did nothing had no skin in the game so the anger is not justified towards that person i'm not saying the person who's angry isn't entitled to feel angry it's just that the object of their anger did nothing and so the anger towards that person is unjustified so this is a very deeply painful and problematic situation as you can imagine so when you are the fall guy or the fall girl you in my humble opinion would do well to sit down and deal with your own emotions about it the emotions you don't deal with are going to lay in wait for you i i was stunned to read in the research some time ago quite a significant time ago that they know that emotions that are not processed lay in wait in the subconscious unconscious mind i thought gosh this is like so fascinating what they know you will do well if you will allow the pain, feel the pain, then use my workbook. It's free. You don't have to register. Get the workbook and go through it. It's a lot of different layers. This is not 
we don't do all or nothing people here. We do thorough, diligent, research-based, research-proven. Uh, so use the workbook to work through this. I recommend in the workbook and in real life that you deal with painful, difficult emotions a little bit here and a little bit there in snippets. A little here and a little there because it's too much otherwise. And maybe if it's not too much for you, good. Okay, good for you. But my recommendation is you do a little bit here and a little bit there. Now, my other thing, if you're dealing with this painful situation where you are the object of unjustified anger, there may be action for you to take or there may not be, which is why, again, I'm directing you back to my workbook where you will look at things like context and history and pattern and all kinds of different factors that could be at play and in the mix. Of course, I always recommend that you commit to yourself to make yourself be the best version of yourself and use post-traumatic growth to your advantage because why not? I don't know why you wouldn't. But there are things where if you are the scapegoat in domestic abuse, in a family, or you're in an abusive, exploitive situation, you are going to be the fall guy or fall girl and target of unjustified anger. That is the nature of the beast, in my humble opinion, that we are not talking about, which also goes with dysfunctional families and, you know, siblings that bully and mistreat their other sibling. This is also the case when a person or group of people is jealous, envious, or resentful of you, they are very likely not going to be aware that they're jealous, envious, or resentful. They're it's very unlikely they'll be aware of it. And if you, if they are called out on it for them, they'll probably scoff and think that's ridiculous if you confront them about that. And, and it's a common situation. Now, false narratives, as I already mentioned, is also common. And it's just, this is the byproduct. So what are you going to do? Well, that actually depends on all the factors that I cover in my emotional processing workbook. There are too many options for you to, for me to lay out for you What's the best solution other than what I've covered? Now, I, because I'm a fan of doing my due diligence. I'm a fan of like thoughtful consideration. So it's too complex to say, oh, well, if they if this happened, do this. And if that happened, do that. Although you'll find lots of other people on the internet who are saying, oh, yeah, here's the answer. I'm oh, good for them. I want you, my loves, my people, to be thorough and complete have the best relationships possible, and black or white thinking isn't going to get you there. So use the workbook. So it's a painful situation. I have a couple last suggestions if you're dealing with being the object of unjustified anger. Front and center, number one, as I already suggested, deal with your emotions about this. You could choose not to deal with your emotions about this and drag them into your beautiful future. You could just put them in a little wagon and it behind you no no that's not for you i don't recommend that don't do that you can do that i just don't recommend it so grab my workbook start learning it because i have been told it's easy to use it's direct it's straightforward 
If it sounds like gibberish to you, that simply means this is a whole new frontier for you. So spend five minutes every other day or every third day reading it and reading it for 10 minutes and eventually your mind will expand and it won't sound like gibberish. So number one, deal with your emotions because this is painful. This hasn't ever happened to you. First of all, I'm very happy if it hasn't happened to you, but it has happened to most people. So deal with your emotions. Number two, adopt a growth mindset. A couple weeks ago, I'm very excited about this, I introduced the work of Carol Dweck on a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. So there are significant advantages to having a growth mindset supported by not only Carol Dweck's research, but other researchers as well, because this has been being studied for several decades now. Um, and what's what's I love about this growth mindset terminology is because, of course, it vindicates me. I've been talking about a growth mindset without having the terminology a growth mindset and without knowing about the research that supported it in all of my content from day one. I've actually been talking about that since I was, before I was in college. So everybody loves to be vindicated. Everybody loves to be validated. And it's just amazing. This is a growth mindset will give you all kinds of advantages in life moving forward as opposed to a fixed mindset. So get on the road to growth and development and all of my content will help you. Number three, self-care. If you are not using self-care, taking care of yourself as a tool every day, my suggestion is get on that bandwagon. I do have a podcast on self-care and self-compassion that will probably give you some new ideas because self-care is more than just grooming. It's more than just grooming and are you getting enough sleep? So I lay that out in that podcast. But boss up your self-care if you're not already doing it. Number four, focus on making your own life beautiful and amazing. I'm going to say that again. You, listening to this podcast, you focus on making your own life beautiful and amazing. Well, number one... That will set you apart from everybody else if you do that. We do not have the majority of people doing that at this point. Now, my goal and intention is to get lots of people doing that because it's amazing and it's fun and it's great and it's just so cool and people will hate you for it. <laughs> that will make people mad. Anytime you're different from other people, it's highly likely they're going to be mad or not like you. But when you start making your focus your own life, your own personal growth and development, learning emotional skills, and just creating this beautiful future, it will put things in perspective very quickly. If you keep your focus, your eye on the future, now I do mean you have to be present. So there's two things going on. You have to be mindful and present, and at the same time, taking strategic actions on, uh, on your goals. I promise you, you will not regret it and it's amazing it really will it will shift things in a big way number five love and affection regardless of where you are right now with love and affection most people most people could use a boost in love and affection when i say love and affection i mean you being well loved that could be platonic it could be romantic 
It could be some of each. It could be one or the other. It makes no difference to me whether the love and affection you have in your life is platonic or romantic or both. Boost love and affection. Make love and affection a priority. You will not regret it. I've got lots of podcasts that will help you. Number six, the power of your mind. (laughs) I have to say, I did a podcast by that title, The Power of Your Mind, which I would love, love, love for you to go listen to. Because in my humble opinion, when people actually really let in the significant power that their mind holds, they are more driven to make changes and learn to control their mind, which is my next suggestion. Number seven, learn to control your mind. You can learn to control your mind. You can learn to control your emotions. This has been written about since the beginning of mankind. I have a podcast on learning to control your mind. Number eight, (laughs) play and fun. If you're not having play and fun in your life, I, I beg you, Put play and fun in your life. I have a podcast about being playful and fun. I'm a diehard fan. I I actually talk about in that podcast, I made the decision before I graduated from high school that I was not going to be one of these fuddy-duddy, serious adults. <laughs> no, I did. I remember sitting in a class, I don't remember which class, but looking out the window thinking, I, I had been observing adults and I thought, you know what? There were a couple, only a couple, who were really kind of a little playful and fun. I thought, yeah, I'm going to be playful and fun. So bring play and fun into your life. It's amazing. And, of course, it will be a nice uh, salve if you've been the object of unjustified anger. Number nine, I suggest considering. Consider for the moment whether trauma bonding might be in the mix. It may or may not be. I'm not saying it is. I'm also not saying it isn't. It's possible. Trauma bonding, I have a whole podcast on. I personally believe most people, almost everybody, has been trauma bonded at some point in their life. And some people will go to their grave trauma bonded with someone who is abusive, in my in my humble opinion. All right, so consider that, and you can drill down on that if you want to, and you don't have to, but I I, I recommend it because I, I certainly got a lot of freedom last year when I recognized that, oh, I'm, I've been trauma bonded on multiple occasions. Number 10, I do not recommend <sighs> holding grudges or keeping score. Some people do have the temperament or the kind of MO where they keep score or they hold grudges forgiveness from the research is much more healthy and helpful to you than holding a grudge and you're welcome to hold a grudge that's this is your life you get to do it how you want number 11 in particular in particular i suggest you drill down and get to work on your anger skills I do have a podcast uh, that's titled The Healing Nature of Anger. And I will tell you, it was 2006. I learned I had zero anger skills. I probably had negative anger skills because I didn't even know it was ever appropriate to be angry. And so it's not a common skill set. You'll see once you start to get hip to anger, people who are literally 
so furious they're dripping with anger and they will say in front of a group of people i'm not angry i'm not angry and their teeth are clenched and they might even be red and they're just clearly as furious as furious can be saying to a group of people i'm not angry you know you don't want to be that you want to be able to say you know what i I'm feeling uh, unsettled and uncomfortable. I think I, I, I think I need to go have a little 10 minutes to myself and sort myself out. I'm not sure if I'm angry or upset or what, but, you know, or if you're angry, say, you know what, I'm angry. I need a little time to process that. But grow your own anger skills. That will be extraordinary in life and very helpful. All right, so regardless of what happened in this particular topic, it does not feel good to be the object of unjustified anger or end up as the fall guy or the fall girl in any capacity. I think the example of Lydia with her Aunt Paula and her cousins is a, well, first of all, it is a very real life situation and it plays out in family after family after family and it plays out in other dynamics not just in a, in a family situation so deal with your emotions and get to work because you don't want to be left with the pain now this type of pain you may carry it with you for your lifetime but it does not have to disable you i have painful situations that have run throughout my life. There's nothing I could do about them. I've done backflips, cartwheels, handstands, you name it. And there are just some things that are painful that I, I have to carry with me. I, I could, if I were something else I would, could do, I would. So this might be one of those things where you carry the pain with you. But when you have skills to deal with painful situations it doesn't derail you it doesn't take you out of the game my role my goal is to give you content and help so that life doesn't take you out of the game because life life is hard <laughs> if you haven't if your life hasn't been hard let me tell you that makes me extremely happy I would love it if we had a world where people didn't feel that life was so hard. I think I've covered enough to get you going. I've got lots of other content that will help you. Let me know if you need something else. I do love you. I do care about you deeply. Hang in there for now. I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life podcast. Episode number 205, When You Are the Fall Guy, unjustified anger i hope this content has been helpful i would love it if you would share this content on social media or with your friends or family or your people to help other people begin to wake up to what dynamics are happening in their life that they might not recognize i do love you that's it for now